1: The <laughs> cat Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Voice of Reason. I'm your host, Benjamin Boyce, and today's Conversants are Rudy and Richie. In this conversation, we talk about homosexuality and homophobia. We get further into Richie's transition from gay male, or suppressed gay male, to trans woman and then back to a gay male. We talk a lot about the homosexual community's relationship to so-called femboys, to autogynophiles, and to drag and and to the Q and the T parts of that community, and how that intersects with activism and identity. This is rather a saucy episode, so just let you know, we do get into the weeds of male sexuality. If you're not up to getting down in that area, do give this a pass. Otherwise, I found this rather interesting and enlightening. And without further ado, here is Rudy and Richie. I see. Hey, Richie. How you doing, man? i um,
2: good i'm good i'm being How's
1: harassed you're being harassed
2: by me cat, on your birthday yeah. oh on my birthday
1: it's your birthday today or yesterday right now right now oh wow right okay now. let's wrap it up with the bang rudy's gonna join the audio we can sing you a song is there like a british song that's happy birthday but in british
2: no we've got the same i think yeah I'm oh sure he's that was a jolly good fellow He's a jolly good oh, Don't do that. You'll embarrass me. Oh, no. He's a jolly good fellow, which
1: nobody can deny. Oh, my God. I'm gonna die. You're gonna die painfully. I'm gonna, kill us. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna murder you with cringe. Can yes. you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah, I we can, can yeah. but I wanna see your mug, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm so hungover, by the way. I have like all my ring lights on because I look terrible. <laughs> well, okay. So like three
2: o'clock in the afternoon, so excuse me. Yes. Wait, what? Oh, are everyone you okay? celebrates my birthday. You see? Yeah. Okay. Oh it's my god! birthday! It
0: is your birthday.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You having a good day? Uh I've been at work. <laughs> it's the first day I've worked, like on my birthday in years, but I was just like i'm I work from home anyway, mainly, so you know it was yeah easy, easy, peasy, but uh, yeah. and truthfully, I've like blasted a lot of me me holiday recently doing just things related to this where I've had to take time here and there for, so um, I really couldn't afford a day off to be honest.
0: Yeah. No, fair enough, fair
2: enough. As long as you're having a good day. Yeah, 36? yeah. I think I on Twitter. 36, yes. Sorry, I wasn't, I didn't mean to uh, take the piss out. Like, I, it's just something I do uh, instinctively. Um, yeah, um, 36. And to be honest, I never thought I would have a good birthday ever again. And this one has been brilliant. Mm. I've had, I've I'm been so seen a lot of uh, people have had gifts, um, obviously, and I've been treating myself too, and um, just everything's fallen into place quite nicely for for me in a lot of ways. Um, but my birthday is always a little bit of a weird bit of sweet time, so I'm kind of glad I've had that because the problem is I had I had surgery two days before before my birthday. And during surgery, not like two days ago, but five years ago, um, and I can't remember my birthday um, at all uh, five years ago because I was like laying unconscious with like Mm -hmm. severe blood loss. Um, By the end of the first day, like, the total blood loss was nearly 2,000 mils, so I had 1,600 in surgery, and then I had 350 from drains on the first day, 200 on the next day, and uh, on the fifth day, that's when they give us the transfusion. So I can't remember shit in between then. I was just out of it, like, totally whacked. Um, So... that's a thing and i don't mean to bring the mood down or anything on my birthday but it's just one of those things that it's just do you know what i mean it's always there always in the background but you kind of yeah you know like i just try and move past it yeah you you can't you can and you can't because it's very like physical too do you know what i mean um Sorry, I start that bit too seriously. Ooh, um, I'm going to take. <laughs> Wait, it before we the go gym. further, yeah, R- Rudy,
1: um could you switch your microphone? Do you have more than one microphone option? Your microphone's really dim, and it cuts out whenever somebody else is talking. Can you hear Okay, us? Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you.
1: Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. I, these are these are historical documents, so I want to get the highest fidelity possible historical yeah.
2: documents
1: <laughs> and uh, richie why don't you just tip your camera down just a little bit or angle it down just a little bit let's give you a little less headroom get you go. Debra, also go. because i
0: don't do these things very often can i can why i not? ask
1: why don't you do these every not? week yeah just do it all the time richie does it
2: all the, <laughs> all time. the time yeah richie so, does very low do barrier it all, but... to entry you know this is the benjamin boys and richie channel now <laughs> <laughs> <Analyzer. Is it>? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Alistair.
1: No, I was going to ask
0: what um, What can I say? What can't I say? Can I smoke on camera? Can I not? That's all yeah. that matters. Uh,
1: you can't shoot up, please. Um, I guess <laughs> let's avoid and I can't even say the N word. So let's just avoid those three. Non oh. um, okay. binary? F.
0: Uh, <laughs> non binary. <laughs> <sighs> yeah but you can drop the f-bomb you can do kidding. the
1: okay yeah well you, you're you guys are british so you guys have a different you guys probably have a different really 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 bad word um
2: no that's a pretty bad word here too i would say
1: yeah good. um so yeah you can say the f-word uh after the first couple of minutes okay you're all good and you're rolling your own so that's classy but yeah, we'll just yeah, get, yeah, yeah. We'll i don't get smoke get out. who does that yeah um Oh wait
0: what do you mean after Oh you're not going to edit this It's going to be like a full I would like to
1: not edit Every once in a while Richie goes off
2: (laughs) I will this time I I promise I promise I won't go off this time. I'll behave. I'm sorry for the edits. Last well, you know time. people
1: people love it when you don't behave. Let's just uh, keep targeted. <laughs> Let's just keep it not. Let's keep it diffuse in general. Anyway, okay, so okay. But what I'm do you guys want it, to talk about? And 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 Rudy, just if if there's a question you don't want to answer, you can just like really softly like change the topic. So don't feel like you're cornered or anything. I we tend to get kind of yeah. personal sometimes. So your your own comfort okay. level is totally respected
0: yeah that's why i was mainly asking about editing because not that it bothers me either way it's just because like i seem to get so much hate online that i'm like i'm probably gonna say the wrong thing and
1: yeah where does the hate come from
0: oh every side every side any side all sides
1: what, which I is know, the your most favorite true. haters? Like, what what's the like the most entertaining love lovely mm. hate that you get? Where does that come from?
0: Oh, the ones I enjoy the most, like the actually bother me the least, and I enjoy the most are the BLM people. I love that because half of them just assume that I'm like a white guy with a Jerry curl that's trying to pass or something, so I can bitch about the Little Mermaid. It's it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, no, I promise, like my dad's okay. black. you don't have to believe me but it's and even if he wasn't i can hate the little mermaid
1: <laughs> yeah no oh, you can especially the remake um i i haven't watched yeah, it so i don't yeah. i don't know i don't know but so um i, Rudy, I haven't I had you on my channel i don't know to what extent you and richie are familiar with each other but you, you mind just telling uh telling us like like who you are like like what you what you do in life, what you're really interested in, and like your trajectory into the internet and what you're up to now, so we can just use that as the base to fly off. Me first. Yeah, who are you, Rudy?
0: Who am I? Yeah, so uh, I've only actually been involved in the culture war, if you will, uh, publicly. Um, for what six months or so now since like november ish time um, i was very scared before that to get involved uh i don't know why because now that i am it, it seems like it seems to me like the minute you publicly announce i don't believe in any of this it all the sort of barriers come down and um, but yeah for a living i'm, I'm a graphic designer and um, i work a lot in the theater industry i used to work do bits and bobs here and there in um, the music industry. And towards the end of me working in music, I started um, watching a lot of YouTube and getting into a lot of these topics. And Richie's one of the people whose interviews I saw. So I've been following Richie for a while. Um, and not to kiss anybody's arse or anything, but I do find him quite inspirational. And people that, I mean, D-Trans in general that speak out about this, I think are i doing an amazing job so yeah that's a little bit of how i know of richie
1: what's what's your general age just so we can clock you you don't have to be exact or anything but i'm
0: oh no no, no it's okay i'm 31
1: okay all right and uh and identity has identity mattered to you and like is it is it salient to you and how does that your identity inform uh just your view on things, or does it?
0: I mean, I guess it it would. Um, I think, God, it's going to sound like a sob story. It's really not. But I think you sort of can't help judge a lot of the woke mob at the moment when you come from a working class background, when you're an immigrant, when you're a gay man, because it's a lot of crying about first world problems. You know, so I I do think my identity, if you were like hey, using those types of terms, but it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, would definitely play a part in how I feel about all okay. all of this. Where
1: Where did you uh, immigrate from? Where's your family?
0: I came, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came to Scotland from Portugal when I was twelve. Oh, Portugal! Yeah, Lisbon. Do you miss it? I miss the weather a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Scotland. Like I consider myself just a Scottish now because I did half my growing up here. So I'm I'm an honorary Scot, if you will.
2: What was your activating event then that got you into this? In November, like yeah, in November. That there, there must have been like I know I know I, I appreciate what you were saying about like being influenced by like detransitioners and showing that that work does pay off, and I'm grateful to hear that. But I always find when you talk to somebody, there's always something, and it might not be that you'll be able to talk about it or you want to, but there's always something a little bit more close at home. I think that makes people go, "Ah, fuck this!" You know what I mean? Was that? Yeah.
0: Um, people have asked me this before. I don't really have like one particular like peaking moment. I think it was it was a very gradual thing for me. Um, I was never. Initially, I was never like a woke person whatsoever. And then I got a little bit sucked into it when a uh, lockdown happened and, and the BLM summer of protests were happening. I went to protests. Um, and I think
1: being, why, why yeah, did I go? Like, yeah, what was the inspiration or were you compelled to? Or like, what was the the mood, the energy that? Well, I definitely experienced,
0: uh, yeah, I've definitely experienced racism growing up, um, and so I think just naturally I gravitated towards the cause. But once I um, worked with the sort of UK branch of BLM for a little bit, um, not very long, I started to realize how disingenuous the whole thing was. And then when it came to the to the gender sexuality debate, I started to notice more and more in real life and online, straight people trying to educate me on what I can and cannot say, what's acceptable, what isn't. Um, there was one particular moment at a party where this 19-year-old girl um, just went ballistic at me. It was a party of mostly gay men, just by chance, looks me and a bunch of friends at this guy's house um, that I used to hang out with a lot and um she just she went absolutely ballistic at, at me for using the F slur. Um which in context I wasn't calling anybody it I wasn't using it to insult anybody. I just sort of thought to myself honey I'm gay who are you, you know, to sit there and lecture me and she was trying to, you know, lecture me big time on you know what well, I, I should and shouldn't be allowed to say. So I, I think at that point I just had enough
1: <laughs> of the whole thing. Did you laugh at her or like how do you how do you how have you yeah. developed any relation to like that kind of moralizing? Like p- pissed off, angry, annoyed? I'm a bit of a fiery character. I think it has something to do with
0: with being Portuguese to be honest. Um Portuguese and Spanish people tend to not have much patience. (laughs) I'm working on it, but I just think the older you get, um, you sort of have less and less time for BS, you know. So, yeah, I went off on one right back.
2: (laughs) So, just to go back. Sorry, Boise. I am taking over. No, Um, take over. So, you are an activist. I guess so. Now, yeah. Yeah, like I go were to, you? Um... Well, do you know when you say you got protests and stuff? Because I do feel like, and I just want to give you like a little bit of an out here. I was, I would say I was an activist too, but just not publicly. It was very, I, would, I kept it in like work and stuff like that. I kept it away from social media in a way. And in one regard, it probably. Uh, was a bit worse doing it that way, I suppose. But I was definitely what you would call an activist. And I would most Mm -hmm. certainly say that there is like this carried over guilt for how many people did I influence? How many people did I, it's different obviously in something like BLM, but with this, it's like, I know for a fact, I also, as I was waiting for surgery, talked to other people into getting surgery as I was recovering, despite knowing the catastrophic things saying good things about surgery because i was so like fucked up and you know that that is a guilt that kind of stays with you and i know it's again not the same but i kind of feel that that definitely motivated me to do this reverse activism in a way like take the tools i've learned and reapply it in the in a way that is ethical more Mm. yeah
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're very different issues. I don't think I ever convinced anybody to to sort of join the cause, if you will, or agree with me when I was involved with BLM. It was very much so... I mean, I wasn't known, not that I'm known now, but I mean, I I guess I'm a little bit known in certain circles, if you will. Um, I, I think I just, I... What's the word I'm looking for? i sort of mirrored people like i i didn't change anybody's mind but i certainly said yeah you're absolutely right i will be your your friend of color that confirms your views for you you know i i will be the one to tell you that no there's nothing there's there's no virtue signaling about what you're doing you're absolutely right here i am a person of color and i'm agreeing with you so i think i did some damage in that sense
2: does that make sense like the same in in i feel like i did a very similar thing with the trans thing too like i'll be that trans person that confirms that we are all like run I suicidal and getting abuse and confirming the narrative and because that's what it is Yeah, it would there, there is a special term for that but i think it's a bit derogatory um i'm always interested in hearing experiences from other People who are gay, and because uh, especially facing this, the the whole gender thing, which is a a big pull out, You know, it's an it's an easy out. And and I was just wondering. And again, sorry, boys. I, I told you I'm taking over your channel. Um, <laughs> what was it like for you growing up gay and coming to terms with that? Ah, uh, it's a
0: bit. Um complicated for me because I I want to say, and it is true, that I was always very comfortable with myself. And to an extent I was, like I was never ashamed about it in terms of like, I need to pretend to be straight. I I, I never went that far with it. I came out uh, when I was 15 so this would have been like 2007. I know that coming out at 15 is very normal now, but to our generation, it was it was still a little bit brave because you know we were getting bullied yeah, left right definitely. and center in school. Um, I know these kids think they're being bullied for being gay. I think they're being bullied for not understanding what gay even means. <laughs> um, God, I'm laughing at people being bullied now. You see, you see how I get cancelled all the time. I'm uh, really so callous.
1: Callous, callous man.
0: but no um i yeah i came out very young and it's like i said to you on twitter the other day i think i i came out obviously first as bisexual um i ne i never really hid that part of it but i was definitely running from just being gay because i thought you know, there's there's a whole other level of, of judgment there. Um, my dad at the time was very accepting of me being bisexual and not quite ready for the gay conversation. So I think that had something to do with it.
1: Yeah, Was it, bisexual like the non-binary? It's like... You know, yeah, the time. It was.
0: It,
2: it, I, I was yeah, like, yeah,
0: actually. yeah, definitely. All the emo kids were bisexual. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't remember a single emo kid that wasn't bisexual
2: Yes. <laughs> huh.
1: and so after after you came out was it uh, an adjustment period like did sexuality is not like gender um especially nowadays uh so i was just wondering like was it was it all that big of a deal did it um, entice your ego to be special? Like when when a kid kind of transes out at school, they get a lot of attention at this point in time. Like it's a star, you, you get like championed and stuff like that. So I'm sure there was like kind of a sweet spot where being gay was kind of like this, they turned from something bad into something like
2: interesting and new. No? Scotland happened for Yeah, Like, I mean, in 2007 in Scotland, where were you in Scotland? I was up in the islands. Oof. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? These are like isolated, culturally isolated places. It takes time for shit to travel there, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. So like growing up, you had no sort of hints that like from your parents or your family that being gay wasn't like something they would accept. It, It felt liberal or... Oh, no, my family's definitely very liberal.
0: I mean, my dad was a punk back in the day. My mom was a hippie. Like, we were very sort of hippie dippy family. So I was never nervous about anybody but my father. Like, I knew everybody else would be cool about it. Maybe my grandparents wouldn't really get it, because, you know, generationally speaking. But, no, I knew immediately that my mom was going to be like, first of all, I know. And second of all and type of thing so that was never an issue but it it was definitely by the time by the time any kind of uh sexual identity or gender identity or any of these things became cool or some kind of social plus i was out of school and college by then so it, it was definitely not um something that was going to get you accepted maybe into the emo circle, but I wasn't one. So yeah, I, I didn't see any benefits from it. I got a lot of, um, I got mocked a lot, but the way I was raised, I'd give it right back. You know, I was never the type of kid that would go home and cry about being bullied. I would bully them back and I still do,
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. <laughs> to be honest.
1: We've spoken about bullying Richie. Wonder yes. how you guys process
2: that. Uh, I it depends on the situation, to be honest. Because when I was going through the worst of it, especially in high school, there was a lot of like isolation, I was isolating myself, and my friends were like growing up way quicker than I was, like physically. Because I'd, I'd like just a late puberty, not artificially induced, it was just late, and um. And, you know those was, there was one or two issues at home because uh, my parents are going through divorce around 15 16 that's when the separation like started to really start off and i was just so distracted and when shit was happening in school i just like was like there was just no one to really complain to so what well, I, I didn't go home crying about it. i went home and did fuck all about it is what i did and thought oh i can just manage this by going on the internet 24 7 and ignoring uh reality and the the reason that i'm asking these probing questions which do seem quite intrusive and like no no at all I, I really don't mind
0: if i it's... if i mind at any point i'll let you know honestly
2: okay do you dye your hair
0: no. Bleach. No, I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm a natural blonde
2: I <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I had yeah. to ask. Um, yeah, it's quite <laughs> obvious, actually. God, I'm Anyway, I better not say that R word because that'll get you cancelled. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't. Um, it's just, I've noticed a uh, lot with like male detransitioners yeah. and even people who are trans now that there's like, there's all these sort of ingredients that makes up a person you know it just takes the right conditions for it to brew up you know and it it's not just because like i don't want people uh uh think that just because somebody's gay they're gonna just fall down the path there are like other mechanisms at play that need to slot into place and it's like if you just have if you just miss one of those mechanisms that's it you're free from it and sometimes that is as simple as you know, being extrovert, being more accepting, you know, like at 15, there was no way in fucking hell I would admit to anyone that I was gay. Absolutely not. No way. Just wouldn't happen. I was getting called a puff f- anyway by people. So it was like, I, I wasn't like effeminate and flamboyant, like totally like flamboyant because I knew enough to hide it. But, it still slipped out in ways that you can't control sometimes, you know, like you laugh or like screaming when somebody like shocks you rather than give them a Whoa! back, you know, you just scream like a little bitch. But um, hmm. Sarah, sorry, Bracey,
1: No, you can scream like a bitch <laughs> if you want.
0: So I'm thinking you, you're what, five years older than me. So you would have been 15, what, 2002? 2002, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, things did as far as um, not just gay rights, but culturally how how people um, viewed um, LGBT people quite quickly during the sort of mid to late '90s. So, uh, yeah, no, that makes complete sense to me. That you wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't have even dreamt in two thousand and two of um, telling anybody. I think, and again, that's one of the things that. I wish these kids nowadays would talk to older people. I mean, the way we do, I talk to gay elders in this in this movement all the time because I think it's so important to know how much harder it was for them. And these kids don't realize like that not too long ago, as in the 2000s, you would be terrified to tell anybody.
2: You know, the, 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 Mm -hmm. the dynamics have completely changed. And, you know, I think if you have, like, a liberal family, too, that helps, um, especially in terms of your self-acceptance. But it wasn't that my family was, like, rigid conservative, but there was a lot of traditional speak in it, you know what I mean? It was very men are big, huge, brave attack and fight and do-it-yourself type guys. And, you know, women are there to, like, look after the house, essentially. Um, very... it. It, it was a little bit reductive, but there was always that underpinning in the northeast. And I think this happens a lot in like the less um, popular, uh, sorry, popularly um, populated areas, sorry, um, where the culture is just like 30 years behind and then you drive into the city and it's a totally different thing. Um, yeah. I think it just all adds up and I think it's worth pointing that out too. But that was mainly my main, my main point that I came here today with. So now I'm just gonna chuck back the gin and hope the gin does the rest. How many gins have you had so far? Go on. This is it. This is it. This this gin. I promise, what, just one. Why is it orange? Is there orange in there? About orange juice in it. Okay. Fresh orange. Oh, fresh. So okay. Fresh orange. Wonderful, yes. wonderful. 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 Yes.
1: So what's wrong with the world, and how do we fix it?
0: wow, um, what isn't wrong with the world?
1: <laughs> okay, what's well, not wrong with the world? <laughs> One thing not wrong with the world. 2023, things have to be pretty damn good. Um,
0: are are you, no? I, I, God, I, I think, think, yeah, the tide is turning way slower than I hope it would, but it's, it's definitely turning. I mean, a lot of people still think that they're, a lot of people on the, the opposing side, if you will, still think that they're winning. They're definitely not winning in, in, in the UK. Um, and most of Europe, uh, America definitely still has a long, long way to go. I feel like America is ten years behind us on all of this. It's it's devastating what's happening over there.
1: you are talking is, about the snippy, snippy gender stuff, the woo and the all pronouns of and the whole thing. All of it, so. but especially that, especially okay. that.
2: yeah. That is yeah. why there is a much larger risk of it going flinging the other way far more drastically. And that is why it's been so important to have this rigid resistance in the uk for quite a few quite a number of years now you know um like people like me and rudy we're brand new and fresh to this even you boys even like being even like you came a few years before me you are still relatively fresh there's people who have been writing about this thing coming since the 70s and the 80s and 90s and mm-hmm. obviously the internet's uh Change the whole thing now but i see all the things that are changing, like in norway all the whistleblower whistleblowers coming out there was a detrans guy who had a youtube that's kind of like taken off i'm not sure if you've seen it he's uh i'll send it to you after though you might want to get in touch with him he's he, he did his whole detrans story in like this hour and a half long video hmm. um and he detransitioned about six seven years ago um you definitely want to in touch with that fella it's a good video as well like i said remind me to send it here say i will send it okay. and he said the time's right for him because he sees everyone else speaking and that is like cat that is just something that is happening you've got you've got all these people that actually have detransitioned and they've been shamed in silence for so long and now they're coming they're coming out the woodwork after detransitioning for so long. Because now, now in the last year or so, that it it's really, really started to change. And I think the big, I think the biggest push through was probably around 2019 and 2020 when the first wave of detransitioners like publicly hit. Um, yeah. I think that that was it. That's it just, it, it was just pushing that big, huge immovable boulder just a little bit just to get momentum and then someone else joins in and pushes it and now all of a sudden it's just rolling and rolling it can't get it can't be stopped now and they're in maximum retreat mode um my only worry is is they are a very dramatic and catastrophic lot and who is um, the, the, the people who are being community. genocided, yeah. The genocide of zeros of people every day. It's uh it's just so. Say. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first genocide in history, where both the people doing the genocide and people being genocided, is the same person. It's unreal. Like when you think it... <laughs> was a that's, such a, that's <laughs> such a good point. That's such oh, a good point. I'm sorry, see Can you no, not that's put fun. that one in? No, that's
1: fine. Rudy. Uh, what's your perspective on that? From your, uh, are you like? What's your What's your take on like? There's this guy, awesome man, Andrew Doyle. Um, he's been he's 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 this jokester on Twitter and he's on GBN uh, News Network. But he says that him and Douglas Mur- Murphy have both said, or Murray have both said that there's no such thing as a queer community. There's no such thing as a gay community. There's just gay people. Um, so I'm wondering, like, is that salient? Like a gay community, and to what extent that has been a place for you or like a concept for you and then how that relates to the trans thing if you've seen that or if you're just kind of a guy doing your own thing and
0: um i see what where people are coming from when they say that because it's not a new concept i mean uh, you know about there are not being an actual community and it's just people. And, and there is a point to be made there. Uh, with me, I think I'm a little bit different than a lot of the gay people that are involved in this, in that I want to gatekeep the LGB community. I want to gatekeep um, gay men's sense of community, as well as, you know, les- the, the sisterhood that lesbians have, uh, because it helped me when i was coming of age you know and i started going out on the scene and meeting different uh, gay people men and women it, it it helped me come into my own it helped me um not feel alone in it um and and so i understand actually i do understand how a lot of these kids that are that are heavily um involved in, in the whole gender ideology thing that how you escape bullying through it, right? If you feel like um, you're getting bullied in school because you're too fat, or because you're too effeminate, or because you're you're you like to dress differently, whatever it may be, um, yeah, you, you look to to a group that is going to accept you for for who you are, or who you think you are, um, I should say. Um, Hmm. So yeah, I, I I do think it's important, but the difference is that when when it was happening to me, it was it was reality based. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. It was based on there's nothing wrong with with um, who you're attracted to. There's nothing wrong with your mannerisms. You know, everything that comes naturally to you comes naturally for a reason. Whereas now, it's let's fill kids' heads with with delusions and and um, make them believe that it comes naturally to them. And I, I always go back to the point of, I never had to get affirming healthcare to be gay. You know, if you're having to affirm it medically, is it coming naturally to you? and
1: no absolutely yes both of you stop apologizing let's just do a show um (laughs) did you have you seen the encroachment of gender ideology like with the younger kid the younger uh set is that what you see when you see gatekeeping like when did you see that encroaching and what were some of the experiences where you're like this is you guys are your heads are on the wrong way or you're trying to change this community to suit your own whims or you're you're actually just straight with extra steps Right, you're not queer, you know, or <laughs> yeah. whatever you know, right? Yeah. Um, spicy so, straight, yeah, spicy straight. So, like, when when did you start to sense that, and how has it affected your friend groups and and community?
0: Well, like I said, there's a lot of gay people that, uh, especially the ones that that don't see it as a community or sort of done with the community sense of things, which, again, not judging, I totally understand why, um, that they've sort of stopped going to gay bars, they've stopped going to gay clubs and stuff. Um, I haven't. I definitely frequent those places a lot less than I used to because it's not as fun or as liberating at all. It's, It's become so political whereas it, it, it was always i mean when i was when i was younger we were so lucky there was this bubble of time where it was like wow we've got gay marriage like we've got we, we we've we've made it we can you have just your spaces you're not have being
1: harassed now. it's uh, you're post-political not for as much yeah
0: yeah not as much i mean there there definitely was always gay bashings and all of that but there was a moment in time i think maybe late naughties early 2010 somewhere around that time um where yeah like pride was so much fun like you you just weren't so worried anymore things were looking up right and now when you go to these spaces it's it's populated by a lot of spicy straight people a lot um you see a lot of arguing back and forth in these really? spaces. um Yeah, yeah. From I mean, from, say, a female who's being whose advances on gay men are being rejected. I know men that have been barred from gay bars that they've been going to since the 90s because they wouldn't take a woman home. And she complained about transphobia in uh, a place that's supposed to be LGBT when it really isn't and never was, to be honest. Uh,
1: Weird. The entitlement. Yeah.
0: It's very entitled. Yeah. Because, so I mean, listen, we always had trans identified people in these spaces. It's not okay. that we didn't. A ho- a homosexual transsexuals have always been a thing. Um, I never met one when I was younger, ever not one, that genuinely believed that they were a woman. They very much would hang around in the club with, say, like drag queens. Okay and people like that and it was it was very much understood that there wasn't much difference i remember the running joke among that sect of people their humor was largely self-deprecating you know they would go around being like listen honey i'm a man you know and and they would laugh about it to themselves so it's it's just on a complete 180
1: now. So, and, um, this is, uh, this might be an inappropriate question just out of curiosity. Like if, if a homosexual transsexual is hanging out in a gay bar, do they hook up with gay men and are there gay men who are into homosexual transsexuals? Cause there's also like a gyno andromorphic, uh, philia, which is straight men who are attracted to trans women. So I'm wondering like how, how the gay community interacts with the like almost they're, they're borderline straight, right? The homosexual transsexual is probably attracted to straight men and is trying to signal straight men's attraction. So I was just wondering how, like the, how the dynamics go in, in gay spaces when you have something that's like almost verging on like the uh, shoehorning into or like, uh, yeah, horseshoeing into straight kind of territory. Um, I think there's a lot of chasers. Definitely.
0: It's the same thing okay. with, um, trans women, um, you know, people like Blair White talk about this all the time. How there's all these men that that fetishize the the homosexual, transsexual. I know she wouldn't refer to herself as that. Um, I would, but that's yeah. what Blair White is to me. <laughs> um
1: She does post but, some uh, thirsty photos. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think she's very aware of, of who she's posting those for. Let's 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 be real, uh, <laughs> but. All and chasers, what, about, wait, oh, yeah, what's a
1: chaser was. in a community? Just I, I know that's kind of derogatory, but like what is that phenomenon and how does the the gay community like interact with that or look at those kinds of men or is it predatory? Um male sexuality is different and so gay gay men have a different um take on on male sexuality than I than tell you all about someone. this. Oh
2: really? Like. Okay. Yeah, I bet I bet you can't. Oh, here you we go. go. We're on, gonna get really go
1: spicy. On. Yeah,
2: Richie. I'm not gonna get too spicy. You can um, get a little bit. No, so when when I first start a transition, you do this thing that a lot of other trans people do, which is and this you, you do all the way through transition, is you'll like upload your best photo of maybe three hundred photos that you took at the right angle. Some people lace it with filters, but my thing was, oh, I'm not using filters. I just had the the angle right so it was like a very it's very manipulative and it's all you know you're getting into like this sort of character thing that only exists conceptually because it's all in your head and then you go on and you engage with these people who are also then treating you like yourself and it's very validating and affirming and then one thing leads to another and then you have shit really sloppy gay sex basically um Hmm. that happened quite a lot um as I got like deeper into transition, and I was doing like I was doing like a lot of hookups and stuff, and I was really like trying to explore myself and stuff like that. And I was, um, most first of all, I absolutely feared gay men, like like what we would call the cis gay man. Absolutely terrible. We hated them more than we hated like turfs. Like why they, they were all because they were all gay kids that. Uh, yeah, yeah, did, exactly yeah. that. Because they were all, like, they were all, we used to call them, they were all super transphobic and stuff like that. And, like, you guys just were like, fuck you. We hate. We absolutely hated you. We didn't want anything to do with you. So hmm. that in, we were very careful not to, to interact with. Say I came across Rudy five years ago, um, there was no way in hell I would risk um, an interaction with him. There's no way like that situation wouldn't come up. This is so common. Yeah. So you were,
1: you were seeking or, so there's a sexual component to your transition, Richie, but it wasn't. Oh yeah. What's your auto gynephilia to homosexual, transsexual, like where, how does that interact with you becoming or emulating the female? Was it to attract male attention or
2: to embody the female? i think it was definitely a bit of both yeah for sure like i definitely wanted to feel like i wanted to engage with men without a shadow of a doubt um but every time and i used to say the sentence all the time and it pisses off i said it all the time it was like i could always imagine myself um as a woman with a man but not as a man as a man that's fucking gross and that was all like the like (laughs) you know what i mean and, uh, well, so I I don't want to
1: just I don't want to use homophobia to cover up those emotions. Could you tell me like no. what was gross about that? Like why why was it gross?
2: I think I was just too focused on like because this is what I've always heard like dicks going into hairy asses and shit like that and reduce. It. I know that sounds horrible, like but it so like... it was an aesthetic, <laughs> bestial yeah, yeah, revulsion. Yeah. Okay. yeah it was well, it was just things that I'd like heard and maybe it was informed by one or two things I'd seen. but what I think what had happened for me is as a teenager around seventeen eighteen, I would say, um that's when uh yeah it's it's like Yowie really, really came on the scene, which is like drawn pictures of gay men. And like but it's all and like usually
1: yeah and um, always very there's feminine. usually a very feminine yeah and a slightly more masculine yeah. and a slightly more feminine yeah. character yeah
2: yeah yeah but i was i was definitely more the what you would call like femme for femme generally like that sort of gay like okay. um i'm into me big guys anyone anyone who is single um too for sure <laughs> but you know like I was, I would classify myself as a bit versatile. And also there was this phase as a teenager where I was like trying to physically train myself as I was like pleasuring myself to imagine women, but it would always like turn gay, right? And then I would orgasm and then I'd feel really guilty and horrible and like all this sort of shit. Hmm. So what I'd also try to do is I really, really tried to force myself to look at women in real life as well. Um, try tried doing, try tried pursuing relationships and every time, uh, there's been a few times where I've went back with a woman and I've just like cuddled or like not being able to use what I've got down below, I'm like, no, nah, I'm too tired. Or I just can't be, I just, it just wasn't there. It was never there for me. And then the second I had transition and I saw that, and I think this is where my autogynephilia comes in was that sort of i'd see myself as and it only took about five six months at the start god i was just a huge i was a hon at the start it was an absolute fucking hon did not pass at all a hon right? like, hon like a hon, like, like a Hoo, hon you know okay. oh, like, <laughs> <right>. like riding <laughs> like a horse in, like, yeah okay it's like uh you know yes ma'am yes mom uh it's yes, ma'am, that meme. That's yeah, a yeah. hon, right? That's a, <laughs> okay. what I would call a hon tranny. If you want to be politically incorrect, you might have to cut that, I'm sorry. Um but anyway, I was I was definitely a hon. I I was still like I was still losing weight. I was still quite large and um had stubble short hair and that. But about seven or eight months on just the blocker, because I was only on the uh implant. From age like 26 for for a good long while before the start I had oestrogen so I had no hormones in my body and it just like it just flattened me um like it just softened me skin and thinned out the hair that's literally all it does it, it doesn't feminize you it it de-ages you that's all like it it, t- it turns you into like this sort of um Andrew yeah kind like of like you yeah, yeah, embody like childish features of your sex rather yeah. like especially with estrogen and i think that's part of what the escapism is too and anyway i'm like oh, i could see myself as this sort of like and i was definitely hanging in those circles as well but it wasn't the same as it is now um like femboys or traps as we would say back in the day yeah. um trap circles and We out go on this site Hmm. called uh, TV Chicks. I don't know if you've ever heard of this site. Uh Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Don't check it out.
1: Don't Google it. Yeah, but (laughs) Fimboys and Traps traps are uh, attracting. Straight men, uh spicy straight men right spicy is there straight. is there is there like a gay like so rudy, yeah, so how Wait, do d- how do the gay men think about the fem boys and the more and more feminized fem boys. boys like like is there like that's kind of like a odd like bisexuality, isn't it yeah. like,
2: a little bit Femboys tend to go with the fem boys though they rarely go outside of the fem boy circle
0: um God, I have so much to say about. It. okay all right this is yeah for me i i definitely none of this the the that richie's talking about like surprises me at all because uh i've experienced all of it there there definitely is a hatred from um a lot of people who identify as trans women um towards the cis gay men if you will i hate that word with an absolute passion um but because, yeah, I think to me because it, they see
1: themselves and they want to that hatred probably has to do with distancing themselves. Like I don't want to be yes. that I don't want to be that. I don't want to be you. So get yeah, that's out.
0: the way I see it. it's okay. definitely the way most most gay men see it. It's that it, it these are just gay men who um, have internalized homophobia like like by the bucket load. Um and so they tend to be I, I've met trans women who are far more homophobic than than any sort of back in the day westboro baptist church kind of homophobe you know because they hate themselves and um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing this to your own body if you were comfortable and happy in yourself um, so i i I tend not to take that to heart um, in real life. Anyway, I know I can get spicy on Twitter, but really, when when I've come across this in real life, like I get it. You're 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 a gay boy trying to figure out life, and you're and you're going about it in a very destructive way. But I've also seen a lot of people get out of that. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about what what Richie said? Um, Yeah, I I also relate to I think this is just a gay male experience, the whole thing about trying to force yourself to look at women and find them sexually attractive or even, you know, what you were talking about with like pleasuring yourself and then feeling super guilty because it didn't it didn't work. You didn't get off at the thought of a woman or at the image of a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all part of the same internalized homophobia thing. I mean, if you put it in a UK specific millennial specific context right millennials grew up in a time in in britain where we were coming off of the 90s where lad culture was was everywhere you know you had things like oasis and, and lads starting fights outside of pub like it was very it was everywhere you know chav culture and 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 being hyper masculine and and Aggressive and a posh
1: at the same time. So, like, I mean, the aesthetic. Oh, I'm definitely think not posh. <laughs> they're like, like Oasis or them, like that. They're kind of, they're kind of handsome and brutish at the same time. Like, there's kind of an aesthetic there. I just, I don't uh, know lad culture, so. or it's is not it like like, It's very factory, working like, like. Football. Okay. All
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's not a posh at all. It's a very working okay. class machismo type of thing. I oh, mean, no. there's a reason why girl power and the spice girls and all that took off because it was in large part a response to how male-centric the culture was so you'd go to school and the the slightest inclination that you were an effeminate man good luck to you so it's no it's no wonder so many gay men of that time grew up being very homophobic towards themselves and others like them Hmm.
1: You know, and, and the, what, what's the, so Richie, you were saying that the femboy set kind of uh, stays within their own culture. So yeah. when, when you were going through that transition and I'm sure the hormones so, are, is changing your sexuality, is changing your orientation on some level, like it's going to change that. So yeah. i wonder, like, did you want to be with trans women? Did you want to be with uh, people who are like you or, or men? Like, like how was the, that shifting?
2: So I was, well, I went first of all, I went on this this site and many others like it called TV Chicks, which is mainly like there are transsexual people on there, but there are a lot of cross dressers and a lot of male admirers, right? So it is 98% male admirers because they go there finding one to either hook up with or, or jerk off, whatever. And I went on one of these. So it was like graduating from like, the Fortran areas and other areas of the internet, which I won't mention, into the um the sphere of what TV Chicks is, which was like essentially a dating site. So you put up this profile and I'm like eight, nine months on HRT. I'm my weight is just shred. I'm like super like slim and shit like that. And and then I'm like Top 10 in the site in like the first day and the attention is just insane and you're Hmm. dealing with like straight men who have got wives and they just want well i say straight men but i think like there might be say there might mainly be heterosexual but they may have that sort of what is it like gamp or whatever you know where they want to be with a a trans right that there might be a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different things. Like married men stuck in a marriage don't want to cheat but do want to have sexual hookups can kind of like rewire their brain to say, well, I'm I'm hooking up with... It's not a woman, but it's a woman. It's like it's cheating without cheating kind of thing.
2: I really sure do there's wonder... i psychology going. I really do wonder how many men have shot themselves when they... Especially local ones, when they saw my picture in the paper. <laughs> they were like, oh my God. Like the story is like... The so I've saw so many married men off that site it was mainly married men. I never ever encountered what I would classify it as a gay man ever, not once.
1: And what was what was the what was the transaction? Was it purely sexual? Was it psychological? Sorry to to both. ask this, but like okay, no, but you're 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 both. providing them with companionship as well as like some sort of like sexual gratification, yeah. right? Is there or was it just purely? It was mainly.
2: It was mainly a very narcissistic desire to be praised and validated to yeah. and like you go from zero self-esteem, zero self-confidence and all of a sudden you're the top 10 on this website you've never heard yeah. of and you got hundreds of messages and people are all telling you how great and wow you're just like oh my god I must be this person I must be them and then yeah. you meet them in person. And you, you can sort of see, like, there's this a little bit of a letdown because you're not exactly like your photos are, but you... But... And then you just do whatever. Because, uh, obviously, all those photos are like... You know, you're taking photos like this, virtually. Yeah. You know, like, hiding from the camera, nearly. Because uh, you don't want to reveal the slightness, hint of male. But, again, as, as I progressed on with, uh, like, the laser hair removal and just being on the blocker, this face is pretty much what i've had for the last decade like pretty much this is what i looked like a decade ago right which is you kind of get pickled in time by oestrogen it just keeps you there and Mm -hmm. i don't think it's very good for your body right um i don't think this is gonna last forever. i think it it all comes crashing in eventually but Mm -hmm. i pretty much just look like this slightly younger with longer hair and, How did it uh,
1: affect you? Like, what kind of? I
2: really thought I thought people loved me. I thought, oh. well, I, it totally raised my confidence. I went from being very, like, as a as a young kid, I was very extroverted. Then all the bullying and all the OCD made us very introverted. And then with this, all of a sudden, I'm like, in my head, I'm like one of the top, most passable, sexiest trans women out there, and even cis men want me. You know what I mean? And it mm-hmm. was like it really really like it was bad on me ego 100 percent and but it also did the really really planted that seed of i am 100 percent trans like i am so trans look at look at all my prospects in the future look at all like how many people want me i'm not going to struggle to be alone ever again and i think that's what i underpinned because i was a very lonely person before yeah and um all of a sudden you're not lonely but the the it's it's all it's all fantasy driven it there's no you know like even when you go out of their house and then you have sex even if you have nice sex even if you have a good time it's a transaction that lasts only for that evening and that's it no one's interested in bait going out with the tranny yeah. um and then yeah, you get a lot of other like homosexual transsexuals who refuse to date other trans people, and I wasn't like completely shut off. There was one or two, who, who again, I just saw as cute gay guys rather, and I didn't want to be transphobic, but you know what I mean. And um, but for the most part, it was uh, pursuing the the chase, as 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 Rudy was saying earlier.
1: Uh, Rudy, uh, yeah. just open up the conversation. Uh, unless you have something to respond to that, I had a, a question. But yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I was just uh, there's something I, I wanted to to. I, I don't want to say clarify, like I'm like I'm each to their own with people's opinions. But um, for me personally, obviously, I was never part of that scene. That was never my thing. I like I like masculine men, um, but uh, for me. The reason why I don't, I, I think I get a lot of crap for this online, um, is because I I just refuse to accept that there's any nuance as far as people's sexuality when it comes to this. You know, when we're talking about chasers or gamps, whatever you want to call them, um, yes, it, it is very common for, for them to be married to women and things like that. But for me, it's like, and, and a lot of uh, trans-identified males will tell you this, or trans women, whatever you want to refer to it, as I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm really not bothered so much about the language as long as we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, they'll tell you that the vast majority of these, these men who chase, um, chase because what they're really interested in is the male genitalia on a person who's highly effeminate. And to me, I wish that we were living in a culture where we would normalize the fact that it's okay for you to be attracted to a man who is so effeminate that they might as, the not might as well, but that they almost pass as female. Because many, I mean, androgyny is not a new thing. Plenty of people um, have always being quite ambiguous in that sense and that's fine but I, I just reject this what I see as a lie that, that um, when these men engage in, in, in sexual encounters with trans women that they're, uh, there's a what was it Blair White referred to it as a, a grey area of sexuality it's not they're into men
2: they're just not into hyper masculine men and that's fine and it's, um, it's, a, it's a shortcut through the shame I think for them because yes yes yeah. i really yeah. do I and really they can be
0: bisexual it. i mean they i i i believe that they they fancy their wives if, they, if that's what it is that's fine but they're definitely not straight
2: but a lot of them also and i don't think this is known um a lot of the people who chase tend to be uh how should I phrase this they tend to want to transition themselves eventually a lot of them do. A lot of them are kind of... Yeah.
1: Uh, what, what What is yeah, the relationship I mean, fetishists to, uh, come
2: into it, right? Sorry, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm interrupting okay. you. Go
1: on. <laughs> fetishists. So, no, I mean, like, so there's autogynophiles. There's straight men who are get off on cross-dressing, which is kind of... I don't know, like, this. there's... Male sexuality is really intense. And, and once it gets decoupled from female sexuality, like, as a heterosexual male, I have to negotiate my sexuality with my partner in, in a way that gay men and, and gay women... They already kind of have a same basic thing, but there's a difference between male and female sexuality. There's an emotional component. My landlord decided to mow my lawn right now, so I can't finish. I'm gonna to have to restate this question. um
0: I can barely hear it. The the um, background. I can barely okay. hear it. Okay, oh, it's okay.
2: You sound barely. fine. Barely.
1: Are you distracted? Okay. But by- no, no. Well, I, I wanted to get back to um, like the arc of gay sexuality or homosexual male sexuality, where there's like a really rapid fire hookup culture in your twenties, and then does that slow down? Because with 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 a uh, Interacting with most females, there is a, a intimacy component, and there's a syncing up component that I can't like go around and bang a bunch of broads without pissing off a bunch of broads, right? Whereas gay male culture, there's it that's not as much there, right? And then how I do you mature e- into intimacy as the frequency of your sexual desire ebbs, or what, what's the relationship broadly speaking among the gay male community uh, between sex and intimacy? It's just it's different with heterosexual and then uh, homosexual females? Or is it oh, not?
0: God, um, I think the, the, the thing you're talking about with, with your 20s, it definitely, on average, I mean, I don't want to speak for all gay men here, but on average, I would say it, that phase of your life when you're a gay man lasts a lot longer. And I think it's twofold. It's one, we're, we're men sleeping with men right and men tend to in general again tend to um be able to disconnect emotionally when having sex a lot easier than women in general right which is why there are so many uh, gay relationships that are open relationships where that's not considered cheating so on and so forth so there is that element and also i think there's the element of we've been shamed so much for what we're into sexually and I think Part of the reason why promiscuity is such a is so prominent within the gay community is because when you're told your entire life that um, you cannot have the type of sex that you want, you are repugnant for even wanting to have the type of sex that you want. You're, it, it is going to reach a boiling point where you're going to rebel and you are going to have that sex and then some in terms of quantity and in terms of like yeah, I'm 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 gonna try risky stuff, or or not even just risky, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna have vanilla sex because I'm tired of people telling me that I I can't explore this side of life when everybody else can. So yeah, I think it lasts a lot longer, say into your thirties, forties, even.
2: Is there also a biological component with women where they? and and i don't know if this is terribly sexist thing i'm saying or not but when the when if you go for a, a male partner you're looking for somebody who can protect and provide for you well the consequences
1: um, of heterosexual it, sex is children which is a really yes. huge resource hog so yeah, there's there's like, none of that with the males and males already are disconnected from that to begin with because they don't have to carry that cost in their bodies and stuff
2: there is a risk of children these days not in their care relationships to, <laughs> yeah. on. God. that was a bad <laughs> joke
1: but because Richie, you were saying like you were, you achieved a, a certain amount of attention and gratification and ego stuff, but at the same time, you're still lonely because the sex was just sex. And was yeah. it because you couldn't accept yourself? And I just wonder the transition as as gay men from like just sex for sex's sake to like actually there's I, I want a partner and you know negotiating intimacy. Like where does intimacy come in in that and like finding
2: that level well, of my, being with somebody. My idea was that the more transition would go on with hormones that the more I would feminize from this androgynous state. Cause I, I was like in my head, I need to androgynize any masculine features I've developed over the last six years since puberty started, right? And this is what I was saying to myself. And then I was on estrogen for like three or four years, and I was like, I could see you see you you say, you can see. All you can see really is fairer skin. And you you do have fat redistribution. That does happen. And for some people it's more severe than others. And it already depends on the body shape anyway. And I was definitely see definitely noticing like curves and stuff. And when I was with men, they were like commenting like how like my skin was like a woman's or how I'd curve like a woman or, or like, or, or my breasts was growing. And in my head, it was like, oh, this is all a future path. This is all a possibility. And it's just going to get better. And then I started seeing um, this guy um, more so long term, because again, I think he saw he was like, he wanted the 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 effeminate male with the, the penis sort of thing. And uh and well it was going okay. And then I was it was also at the time where I'd caught the surgery bug. Um hmm. I was getting asked I'm I'm reciting quite a lot quite quickly here. Um I was getting asked to go to surgery again and again and again and about the third year in, I buckled and said yes. And Who was I was asking the, you,
1: so the medical establishment was pressuring Medical establishment,
2: you? yeah, yeah, yeah. To continue for, forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because yes. they'd they, they'd
1: they'd put you on a track, and according to them, yes. you had to keep on going.
2: Yes, I was an ideal candidate, as they said. They um, said that. Yeah, it's an ideal nuance. candidate to be can- castrated. Yes, I'm an ideal candidate. I've got it. I've got it in right now. I'm sure I posted a picture. Actually, no. The, what happened was, is I posted that up on Twitter eight, like over a year ago for only a few days and then i deleted it because i got nervous but it got caught by some people and james esses was one of the people who saw it and at the lgb alliance conference he said he mentioned that the letter where he said uh you, you saw that I was an ideal candidate and it's like it's just it's a phrase that really fucks me off and i'm like i want to know what that is tell me what that is give me the definition of what that is Is it somebody who grew up with a culture of homophobia and self-hatred, severe anxiety, and being uh, like a depression. And, you know, there's so many different things. I was just a little bit too socially inept as well. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't want to blame that. I'm all. so glad
0: you're calling that out, by the way, not to interrupt you, but I'm so glad. I think it's so powerful for you to call that out because I believe that's exactly what they mean by ideal candidate and it's disgusting.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely um and you know people don't you, it's really hard t- for people to imagine what it was like but i can tell you what it was like when you get validation coming from the medical establishment from all these people online and the trans community and some of the trans community are jealous of you by the way because of how you look and they're all saying that and that that kind of like raises your confidence in an egotistical way and stuff like that for instance if i was having a down and out period i'd just go to the local troon group and make myself feel better and look at all those fucking that like devastation I'm not sorry. Um, some of them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some no. of that were just like anyway. But um, wait, so
1: so if you would have gone, so may, maybe there's a male that that stumbles upon uh, across this, and he's before surgery, and had you said, you know, the the attention that I'm getting, the validation that I'm getting is part my feminization and my genitals too, and. I don't need to, I could have gone so far and not further
2: because were you,
1: uh, were you able to see the whole package of what you were and what, like what genital surgery, how that would decrease your market availability, uh, decrease the, decrease that, like jeopardize so that.
2: Like uh. I was really worried about that. I said to myself, if I don't, and I'll to, with this with a therapist who was a gay man. I was like, if I don't, do this i'll just keep going through all these unfulfilling relationships and all this sort of thing and obviously i need to think about the future and i don't know what was going through in my mind i was like i want to adopt children and stuff like this and i was like well you don't need to have surgery to do that you know what i mean it was just crazy talk and, but the vagina
1: um, would some of the the neo-vagina would somehow secure you a permanent relationship yeah, it, it, somehow. what did it mean like like it now, had symbolic value for you
2: there was a bit of that but i would also completely transition too like and like me genitals were like i was having really bad atrophy because what happens is the the flesh of the shaft itself shrinks but the skin doesn't so you just kind of imagine what that looks like for a second and everything just kind of you know, your erections die off more or less. You, yeah, you do when you do orgasm, it it feels like there's no climax to it at at all. So you have all these things weighed against you and you've got them constantly asking you and you're like, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And I mentioned that I was kind of seeing somebody who was like interested in me for how I was. And I I kept asking them, I was like, well, this uh, um, Would with this, will with this affect it, and was this? And saying, mm, you was know, like, and he didn't say, he didn't say uh, yes, it will or no, will. It was just like giving um, this this. Mm, obviously, you know what I mean, sort of look. And and I was just like, oh, that that it must be fine with him. So obviously, after surgery, we never saw him again because it was like, well, you've had surgery now, and the magic is gone. It's like a magician giving away the magic trick. Nobody wants to see the magic trick anymore, right? You mm. know what I mean. And it was like, now you're just some fucking you've went from being um like uh one of the top 10 like desirable chicks with dicks to a minus one out of ten woman with a fucked up vagina that's what you've went to
0: well, I think as well, this is so indicative of what I was talking about earlier how sexuality is purely based on sex. I don't care what anybody says. It yeah, is. Yeah. It always Absolutely. has been. It always will be. Because yeah. when you identify as a trans woman, the minute you get the bottom surgery, your dating pool changes completely. All the men who wanted you before don't want you anymore because those were gay men or bisexual men. Um, and now it's a whole, it's a whole different thing, you know. Which is why, again, I take issue when, when I hear um, trans women talk about uh, these grey areas and that these men are kind of straight and they're kind of this, and kind of not. They're not. They're not because if they really, if that was the case, how come none of the men who wanted you before your your, your surgery? want you now like is, is, am i making sense i feel like no, I'm you're not right yeah, absolutely that it, is all,
2: it is all based on sexuality like there's this narrative underpinned here that all the the hsts are kind of like in the same arena with the female day transitioners poor traumatized little people who are just like um struggling from all this trauma in the life and this is why they took the transition path but all these straight or bisexual males They are fucking deviants, all of them. And I'm like each and I'm like every single one of them, every single category, women, especially, especially when they start testosterone are horny as fuck. Oh, my God. They are always constantly doing sex. They're always constantly they talk about OnlyFans porn. It's all porn. It's all fucking. Did you just
0: say doing sex?
2: Doing sex. Yes. They're all doing sex. Doing the sex. <laughs> doing, Let's doing do sex, some sex. <laughs> <laughs> They're hours, doing 36. the sex. They're doing the fucking sex. I hate those <laughs> bastards, fuckers. Um, uh, yeah, because testosterone
0: thing? increases your your um, yeah.
2: sex drive. Right. That's yeah. why yeah. they do all the like the sexy poem, not poems, sexy stories. What's it called again? The f- yeah. Yeah. fanfic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The
2: yeah. fanfic yeah but them they're, they're like horny as fuck and then um you get the ones who don't take hormones and they've still got their like their intact male sexuality which is dominating them I and i'm sorry but the male sexuality is as you said rudy is different from women so when they don't take the yeah. hrt the and even when they do it's just muted a bit the only reason it was muted mainly for me was Uh, First of all, there was the SSRIs. I was on, I'm still on a very, very high dose of the SSRIs.
1: Oh, okay. How did that interact with your libido? Sorry to go here, but I guess oh, we're here, so whatever.
2: We're here, yeah. Well, because I'm
1: asking, like, like you're, you're slowly sacrificing your orgasm. Do, do you start to miss it? Do you, do you see that you're, you get more and more sexually frustrated because you can't d- go through the process of sexual release? Like, your, your, oh. your psychology has to be affected by not having that natural circuit at Think first
2: shortly. books so i started the ssris in 2012 2012 um and it was only a fairly low dose and i was on that for a few months before they increased it and then increased it again and then about three years after starting i was on the max and i've been on the max since like the maximum dose they're allowed to give out and that is when there was an element of that, like, sort of film, but I could still kind of do things. The thing that really, really changed it all for me was being on the anti-androgen. That's the thing that completely killed me sex drive. That, like, that's when I was like, oh, it's gone. That's the thing that took all the fun out of orgasms. And I do think that SSRIs does dampen your, your sex drive a bit. Like, I definitely feel, felt it metered. But then again, I was, I was also in a much calmer state because I wasn't having panic attacks all the time, so I could think a bit more, and I wasn't like totally like all the time. And it just kind of, it did actually improve my life. I know it does fuck some people, but for me, it's worth it. Like, but what it does, it just calms us to the right level. Um, so, but,
1: but but you're still sexually active while you're decreasing yeah, yeah. your orgasmic. Billy, so yeah, what yeah, does sex absolutely. become without the orgasm then how does how's your relationship to say well, Still that, like a, that, more
2: about attention cuddling intimacy well, the, the orgasms only started really dying in about 2016 17 that's when it was like it went from this thing that i was seeking out like everyone else was to I'm not really interested in that it's not really kind of registering and I would maybe get one or two things like a month where I'd be like Ooh, oh I, I'm I'm like I'm horny or something I want to go do something about it but it would only last a little while and I'd be like oh actually I just I can't be asked." and then I had surgery and then I was like that was it like surgery like cutting off you well obviously uh doing what I did would um yeah Would really kind of fuck up your ability to, um, yes. I'll
1: continue. And post post op, were you still the ideal candidate? How did the how did the medical industry treat you? How did your sexual marketplace treat you?
2: So I first of all. I, I knew I was like, I regretted it pr- very, very quickly. And uh, I told the therapist about three months after, because I, I had a really hard recovery. So when I was able to go back to the gender clinic for therapy that I was getting consistently before surgery, I went back and I was like, ah, dude, I think I regret this. And he was like, you don't have regret, you've just had surgery. You've got you've just had anesthetic. Anesthetic you're on sertraline as well, which is the SSRI. And if you ha if you're on anaesthetic with that, it increases your ser- oh, it decreases your serotonin levels. Therefore, this is an O C D rumination. Right? So I went back the next week and I was like, still feeling this. And then he yeah. said the same thing. And we we'll had this back and forth for about six months of me saying to him. I'm pretty sure I regret this and he's like you don't regret it you've got OCD <laughs> and I was like well fuck me then and then I got then I went with him to a mental health local mental health team to get reassessed for the OCD and unstable personality disorder now was all like, that's what they were trying to blame the regret on was a manifestation of this new diagnosis of unstable personality disorder. And there was no treatment for it. And what actually needed help us was me OCD, And that's how the threat is after that's how the threat is with the regret, which is basically new diagnosis, fuck off. You need OCD treatment. Whereas before, I'd came in, bear in mind, going in on like really high SSRIs, like very high level, to the point where my mom came with us to one of the psychiatric appointments and was like, you know, he's on like a very high level of like SSRIs and he's he's got a bit of a history, he's a bit unstable. Did And she was like, no, you're transphobic, bitch. You know what I mean? Sit down sort of thing. Um. And that was, even though when I was like 26 then, and it was like, well, you're a grown-ass saddle. And I was like, yeah. I was fairly vulnerable, though. It wasn't, I didn't, like, come out of this for, like, in a clear head. And um, hmm. and then you have all these fucking people at the gender clinic who are just your you and telling you, like, you don't know what that's like for, for a psychiatrist to tell you, like, you are an ideal candidate. Like, you. Not them. You. You you're an ideal i'm better than all those other fake fucking trannies fuck them you know what i mean i am the best i was actually born in the wrong body and i've got it written on paper like i am that's how certain they are and that is very hard to resist and i resist i tried to resist for the first two years very very aggressively but it didn't, didn't happen anyway
0: well i suppose they have to um would you say that the main motivation for them after your surgery is that they're really just looking to cover their own backs? Because I, I feel as though if they were to admit or, or even explore the idea that you, you have regretted it and it's not based on, on um, <clears throat> other, like a, man- a manifestation, like you said, of other conditions, that they then have to assume blame and mm-hmm. that affects their careers. And they, they put that above the actual health care of the patient, which completely contradicts what your job is supposed to be.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's the. Talk would you say that that's the main thought... motivation on their part? Uh, I would say that they, they don't want to get it seen as wrong because if i'm wrong then that questions everything that they're doing surely every single patient
1: not just careers but their entire the entire thing crumbles down the whole civil rights right Mm -hmm. side of history like their entire worldview, depends on them being right about what a trans person is and what a cis person is
2: and i really have to give credit my past self because i stuck to my guns and i was like no I regret this this is a dumb idea and i it was like what and the thing is is it wasn't just the reality of the surgery and it wasn't just because the surgery like went really badly on like that it doesn't have to go badly it's the fact that after a few weeks you're not on this anti-androgen that you've been on for years that must be fucking with the ssri somehow because i was crazy i was mental and then all of a sudden like those two three months after surgery i was like holy shit i'm back in the room (laughs) and that's a scary thought you're like whoa what have i done my 20s was wild you know what i mean it's that sort of feeling um and i really do think it's Maybe it's something to do with the oestrogen, maybe a bit, but definitely antiandrogens. I've met too many people in transition online who have had f- fucking crazy psychotic breaks, been on Spiral actin or been on, uh, as I was, Rillin, and the other one, I can't remember, off by heart. They've all got weird names, and I'm probably mispronouncing them. But when that goes and fades away, you're kind of left with the whole, oh, shit, what the fuck? Party's over now you know and you can't yeah
0: so yeah spiral actin is the one that i remember dylan mulvaney making a TikTok about it and it was so like have you ever seen that meme of spongebob doing the rainbow thing it was like spiral actin isn't it wonderful and here here you are talking about people having psychotic breaks it's like yeah these people are a great influence on people's children (laughs)
2: Dylan Mulvaney yeah, is a good example of a psychotic break. On well, to be mm. honest, Dylan Mulvaney is a paid actor by the CIA, but i will not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think um, Dylan Mulvaney was born
0: as a psychotic break. To be honest, yeah. That's no, his, I, no
2: Listen, 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 listen. Here, I'm going to say, Boise, I'm sorry if you you get assassinated and YouTube gets pulled or whatever. Right? <laughs> this is no. a spicy one. this is going to be right listen no one no one goes from zero to the white house in less than a year not even kanye fucking west or anyone like that did that right that everything the the post production quality the the all the attention and all these like things coming out like i'm sorry this is not Somebody who's just documenting being a girl and being a little bit annoying for it, because there are TikTokers who are way bigger than than Dylan ever has been. Right? There are people on YouTube who have got millions and millions of subscribers, and they've—I've never fucking heard of them, or you've never fucking heard of them. They, they're not in the White House, but Dylan is. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't fucking buy it. Don't yeah, buy he's in an industry CIA. plan. He's a complete industry plan.
1: Let's
0: Absolutely. let's just be real about this. And situation. isn't
1: isn't that interesting? I think anybody who buys
0: his whole act is deranged. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he's, a pay, he's, a pay, he's a professional actor.
1: Oh, yeah. But the people the people who champion him will then turn around and call the trans people grifters, right? Like, Which they'll denigrate funny. the D-trans people. Like, you guys are just grifters. You're just looking for attention. Like, wait, w- what about, like, Jeffrey freaking Marsh isn't? Dylan Mulvaney, they're not? Like, wait, We're all what?
0: grifters at this point. I get yeah. called a grifter online all the time. I think if you, the grifter thing has become completely meaningless because if yes. you come into this sphere in any way, shape, or form, doesn't matter what side you're on, doesn't matter if you're neutral and you just want to learn more about it, you will eventually get called a grifter. There, there's just no escaping like, that. I'm a grifter. We're all grifters.
2: It's like the term troll and the term, oh, what was the other one that everyone... NPC, like, incel. Boss? Yeah, incel. It, like, yeah. incel's lost all meaning now. It used yeah. to mean something, mm-hmm. right? It used to be a specific <laughs> set group of really lonely, fucked up, mentally disturbed males who had really crazy expectations because they, they had the other uh, treatment of the Disney sort of side do you know what i mean Do you know how girls have that like sort of princess-esque uh, disney belief growing up you know the man will look after me and me you'll see oh yeah Where they have the opposite the of that of yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. the and hero like, yeah, yeah yeah hence me lady and all that bullshit but i'm sure you all know about incels and all that sort of thing yeah. but like these words don't mean anything and uh, a while ago, it was snowflake, and then it was triggered, and then it was SJW, and then it was what was the latest yeah. one? The column walk, walk. There's another one. I walk. can't hear okay. that word without
1: walk, s- walk, woke, woke,
2: walk. 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 Rudy, how do you say woke? <laughs> woke, <laughs> woke. <laughs> Acc- walk.
0: accent time,
2: walk, walk, <laughs> woke, right? Walk, okay. that's anyway. fine. <laughs> Anyway, when people say that word right um, I just think God, I instantly know how old you are, I know your political beliefs um straight away, I can tell you all I have things, to use
1: right? it for it's a marketing term, so I, I always try to I always try to make it a little complex in but sometimes because it goes to, to it your middle
2: aged conservative audience who love that term, and it's like it's as cringy as the term now. Sorry, yeah. I got off in a little rant there, Rudy.
0: I know, I feel judged. I was using it earlier.
2: Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man. That's oh, I'm right. joking.
0: I don't feel oh, I don't God. feel judged.
2: Right.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Rudy to, to to rope you back into the conversation. What what's your looking forward? What do you see needs to be done? So you I guess you said that you you want to gatekeep the gay community. Um it seems like you're yeah. you're a realist. Um and so what, what is the, like, what, what is, what do you want to produce? Cause you're in the, you're in the mix, you're speaking out or you're speaking. So what, what's kind of like the message and the work that, that, that's important to do. And, and also listening to Richie's story and seeing, well, how does the gay community support these gay men who've been, abused by the medical establishment and by online and the 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 trans fixation and stuff like that is there like an on-ramping or like a like kind of just a place for these men in richie's position to kind of come back and do the work of accepting themselves and 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 kind of being integrated into the gay community
0: i think so i mean like i said we've they've always been around in the community it's it's nothing new um you know, I certainly don't want any trans identified person to be ostracized from society or discriminated in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. I think that's a huge misconception of of me and the types of people that I befriended in in this whole thing that we want to take away anybody's right. Ra- I mean. You already have all your rights, right? You already have um all the employment rights that I have, all the healthcare rights that I have. Which you do. Healthcare is a big one when I say that people are like, we have healthcare. Yeah, you do. You can go to the doctor just like I can, sweetheart. Yes, you do. <laughs> you can get married, you know, all these all these things. Um hmm. uh but yeah, for me, I think what we really need to tackle in society to fix all this once and for all is one is homophobia a hundred percent because it, it's not disappeared. It's just, it's just taking a, a new form. And two is the confusion that I see, especially with this generation around what feminism is or isn't and what misogyny is or isn't. That is such a huge problem right now because you have, and sorry to use the word walk again, but you have this um, new Fucking age, boomer. like woke, yeah i know woke um leftist uh feminism which is really just a bunch of very confused girls fighting for men's rights and not realizing that that that's what they're doing um and going yay prostitution is great let's all do it that's feminism um and it's like well it's no wonder that the incel types or the the people who do podcasts and, and the sort of manosphere type of Idiots, uh, um, demonize feminism all the time because that's all they see feminism as. They nobody refers to like your turfs as feminism. Nobody refers to people who just want men and women to be on equal footing as as feminism. It's always it's always the types of younger girls who who. Um, see trans rights as women 's rights that gets uh, sort of plastered all over the media as the new face of feminism mm-hmm. and so that confusion needs to stop because I feel like it's it's detrimental to women it's it, and it's especially detrimental to lesbian women because mm-hmm. lesbian women out of everybody in the gay community uh, are suffering the consequences of all this the most you know this is why i've been uh getting involved so much in um standing in solidarity with women's rights because what's happening to the lesbian community is just complete and utter devastation
1: homophobia how does it work um (laughs) <laughs> it, isn't it i mean this is this is one thing i know this is not this is not a liberal point of view this is a, this is kind of a post liberal point of view but what if it's just naturally occurring what if as a sexually dimorphic species who reproduces through heterosexuality it's always going to have some sort of biological or evolutionary biological function of, of, uh, uh, of uh, suppressing the male uh, se- uh, homosexual urge or d- vilifying it on some level. I mean, to what extent are we willing to socially engineer something without really understanding where it comes from? So where does this homophobia come from? And do we, you know, is is it a fence that we can take down without something else there? I know it's a, it's a challenging idea because in our point of view, it's just, it's bigotry. Like it's just, it's pure, utter bigotry. But where does that bigotry come from? Does it serve a function? Even though it's not good, it's still, it's serving a function to police men's sexuality in order to reproduce the human race or in order to, 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 Produce a certain sort of civil society. So, if we want to take it down, what is this homophobia? If you want, if you want to eradicate it, do we understand it? What do you guys think of what it is?
0: Well, there's never going to be enough uh, of a of a percentage of the population that is homosexual to actually pose any real threat to the advancement of the of the of the species right i mean you have people online like and i like a lot of what she says on on other issues but on this i i oh my god candace owens makes my absolute blood boil when she starts talking about gay people because she does not know what she's talking about um you know she bangs on about you know they want to take down the nuclear family and we must protect the nuclear family and it's like Nobody's taken away the nuclear family. The vast majority of people are, have always been, and will always be straight. Yeah. Like, gay people, there's there's these statistics that that go back to when I was younger of like, oh, we reckon 10% or so of the population is gay. Um, No, I would be surprised if 1% of the population was gay. (laughs) Like, it's just ridiculous. Or 6.5%. I don't believe that either. That's too high
2: right
1: so uh, in a world how how would a world how do you, how does one rid the world of homophobia if like we almost got there and then it came back uh with a vengeance well, like how how does one
2: how do we understand it,
1: it and why is it there and how do we grow beyond it, it, it if that's something we need to grow does off. it
2: not just depend on the co- context of the history and culture and the religions and like yeah i was watching i know this is a really weird example but i was if you look at vikings right great tv show if you've not seen it, right and uh it's set in like the viking era viking era yes and um You know, there's a lot of them who, like, fuck men and women together and or men being with men, but it's it wasn't like... It was like, hump who you want to hump, is how they would say it, right? And I was like, Mm -hmm. they don't really... it, It wasn't like this LGBT paradise or anything, obviously, in the Viking Age, but it was like... I think it was very much like if they witnessed a man being submissive and that man wanted to be with another man because they wanted engage in that submissive relationship or whatever, then that's no threat to other men. How? How would someone like me possibly or really be a threat to an alpha male who wants to like, i say alpha male. I, like, I know, no. did you just call me a beta male? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> beta bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, you're yeah. right. I mean, look, the Romans did it right. Not that I'm defending the way they went about it, because it was it was very. Um, can I say the p word here? As it relates uh, to just, adults yeah. and children? Yeah, uh, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, like that. people who favored the that. playground. I guess, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah it was it was very much that so i'm not i'm not defending that culture at all in, in those in in terms of sexuality but yeah it's a cultural thing i mean like like you were talking about earlier with with how there was a, a period in the west where things were looking up for us it was very much in the west i mean as far as how does the world get rid of homophobia? That's a that's too big a question for anybody to answer because you go to other other areas around the world and it's like they're not ten years behind on this; they're hundreds of years behind on it. So God knows. I mean, and, and but I have to say that to me is such an important thing that it not enough people are talking about as well because it goes back to the first world. Problem issue, right? There are countries in the world where gay men are being thrown off buildings or for being gay, trans, forcibly transitioned, forcibly transitioned. Like, you know, like, like just in this country, things. like
2: to be honest, we like it, <laughs> not thrown off buildings, but you are kind of trans in the way the gay, not in like a state-sanctioned way, but you kind of like implant it into the education that if you're an effeminate young boy or you, you're a boy who wants yeah. to, who has these thoughts, then you need to do it and we kind of are going down that iranian model route um i'm sorry i had another spicy thing to say and and i was not spicy because i say bicycle no,
1: <laughs> no 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 it, it's, it's fine it's just um uh oh, live and on? let live um kind of 90s liberalism that peaked 10 years ago. So, for some reason, the homophobia came back and it came back through the medical industry. It comes back through munchy moms. You know, I mean, the, what the leader of, uh, or the ex leader of Mermaids, like openly says that her husband was not going to have a gay kid. And so she transed her.
2: Trans the gay. A, as was said, as I said last so. time, that's a lot of bullshit about her. Susie Green claiming, like, our husband didn't want a gay son. I'm sure he was homophobic as well. But it's like, oh, he was the homophobe. Like, and I was just like, oh, right, okay, I better do as he asks. You yeah. know, I was like, what about your own homophobia, Susie so Green?
1: Why Why is homosexuality a threat? Like, what is the root cause but, of homophobia? So, what What is it a threat for? I mean, you guys have reasoned it out of existence, but it keeps on appearing. So I just... How if, does... It...
2: Sorry, I'm sorry, Boise. No. I needed to bring this one up. Like, your original question about, like, homosexuality and, like, na- how does it compete naturally? What about, like, all-male prisons? There's a lot of domineering going on there. And I think that's part of it as well. And I think like sex for men is like in sex and sexuality is heavily linked into dominance and submission. There either is, you're either seeking to be dominant or you're seeking to be submissive. Sometimes neither.
0: Sometimes well just, can i say something spicy about this? i'm sure i'm gonna get loads of hate for this i really think that the root and i've always believed this even like in in my walker days now before i've always felt the same way about this to me the root of homophobia is misogyny the root of homophobia is the fact that um, we have uh we live in a culture where femininity is seen as shameful and if if you're a man it's like you've won the genetic lottery of the sexes why would you express any femininity at all like how 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 dare you throw men under the bus and i've always seen it as like it, it's there's most straight highly homophobic men tend to also be hugely misogynistic towards women and so the connection is obvious there to me it's like you just hate femininity you know Mm -hmm. because um you know and typically they have these fantasies of like lesbians just haven't had uh the right man and 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 i'm gonna I'm, i'm gonna turn them it's all it's all part of the same the same misogynistic um sentiment to me to me
1: why is misogyny bad what do you mean <laughs> well i mean i mean if if, if is it is it necessarily Whoa. good that our our, our society is becoming more and more effeminate um where there, it's actually openly mi- misandrist if you look at the school system how it favors oh yeah that's, true. that's true like yeah. like it, we medicate the boys away we, we don't want rough and tumble play we we think masculinity is, is, is it's always a threat it, you know it, 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 it it's difficult to control so if we feminize our entire society do we get a better society isn't a pinch suspense. isn't a pinch of misogyny good for men like a our, pinch of like i don't want to be female i want to understand my masculinity i want to be strong i want to be competitive and and i, yeah, I, but there's and a I way, don't want to throw a like a girl i don't want to be a pussy i you know i'm i'm sectioning up this is a question this is a question
2: our entire society you mean the west because this doesn't happen anywhere else what, oh happen? yeah, well, I'm I'm specifically talking about the West. I can't no, speak no, further. Like, Boise, I've never Boise. lived anywhere else. You're yeah. saying our society is becoming yeah. like it's long our hands. society. The the you're basically talking about Europe and America. Then you're not talking about anywhere else in the world. This isn't happening in Africa, and it's not happening in Russia. Mm. It's not mm. happening in most places in Asia, some places, but not mostly.
1: I mean, you see, you see, like like the internet as as a as a domain of discourse. Um, it's not rooted in the physical reality. So everybody tends towards female typical aggression techniques, reputation, destruction, cancel culture, and stuff like that. Whereas men in nature, if they have a conflict, they'll usually just punch it out and then let it go rather than, rather than becoming, there are positives to being male and a pinch of misogyny separates the sexes. And, 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 and I don't think it's necessarily, again, it's like homophobia. Like, do we really, do we really understand it other than that's just bad? That's just wrong. We should just not be that way, without really inquiring why does it occur? Why does it constantly occur? Why do we why do we see it in all these cultures? And you say they're behind a hundred years? Are they really behind, or is that our own Western point of view that we have like this imagined progress, uh, progressive um, utopia that is also include the destruction of all gender norms, and and then makes well, gender the, an entire. Elective I think that the, the larger project.
0: issue here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. No, I think the larger issue here as well is um, people in the West have become uh, uh, very extreme in their views of all this, right? I'm, I'm just as much against um, the hatred of 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 men and masculinity in our culture as I am for for the for the opposite, right? But for me, it's like. Why can't we go back to a place where it should absolutely be encouraged for men to um, celebrate and to um, embrace their masculinity and embrace a sense of brotherhood and, and all of that without going about it in a way that's like, I need to hate women in order to get there. And the reverse is also true. I see women... Uh, um, a lot of women binding. doing the same yeah. thing. It's like yeah. bonding over your hatred of men, well, and that's, that's what's going to fix it's in group for women. out group. That's it's, basically it's just wrong. in
1: group. It's a, it's basic in group out group tribal dynamics. It's just it's a really lowest yeah. common denominator way of of uh, binding mm-hmm. into a community, and that's why you know the centrist position is more interesting. Like me talking to women is more interesting than me. Like I did a really long series on women, and I haven't done the same with men i haven't like really investigated uh, mras or or uh you know the big towels or anything like that because i'm more interested in talking to people different than me i'm talking to two gay men it's more interesting for me to talk to you guys than to talk somebody who's in my positionality right because i don't i don't really rely on the same tribal dynamics and actually think gender is fun and sex is fun and and uh, it's interesting to see something outside of that But I mean, I don't know how we completely purge the world of misogyny or homophobia or any of these bigotries without going overboard, right? It's it's better to just kind of loosen it up and laugh it off. Um, I mean, but I understand, that, like with bullying that you guys experience and stuff like that, you want to you want to forestall um, men being shamed of their sexuality to such an extent that they go the path of Richie or they go the path of rebellion, like you were talking about, Rudy, about like going overboard with their sexuality because they haven't like really just been accepted as themselves. I In understand a, trying to figure out how to do that properly is well,
2: important. I I think the answer is this is a very complicated question that can't be answered with a simple solution. That is part of, you've got to work for your democracy. You've got to, unfortunately, when in a, I say unfortunately, because you know, in your heart, you don't want certain people to have rights. You don't want somebody who hurts a child in the worst possible way to have the rights to live. You know, you feel that in your heart that like, you don't want them to, able to breathe air but you also know that this that there is still um an aspect to law that they're entitled to there's still an aspect to human rights that they're entitled to themselves um and Mm. i've totally lost me me train of thought here i'm sorry that was uh, so an climactal I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know I had something to
0: say about like um, this, and I've lost it too. There it was something. Well, I'm, to I'm bringing that. in.
1: I'm bringing in a more right wing oh, yeah. critique because I think that it, it's it's important for. I, I think that the the right wing or what we call the right wing does have a point about. Um, putting heterosexuality at the top. And that doesn't necessarily mean denigrating homosexuality, but if we incentivize heterosexuality as the ideal or as the standard, because that is 94% of people are that way. And, and the left's adulation of the margins like it never ends like as soon as they demarginalize a group mm-hmm. they need to find a new marginalized group like that that tendency so if we can accept that there is there there is a norm and people fall out of that norm and how do we without policing or or oppressing those who are marginalized still just kind of like have this confluence of yeah you're you're different you're a smaller community we won't oppress you or anything like that but we're not going to like celebrate you and have like Every show has three gay guys in it now, or whatever, like that, like going overboard yeah. with representation and stuff like that, like this overcorrection. Either way,
0: yeah, but well, this is the thing about why I'm so passionate about being a centrist, right? It's because I don't understand why people on the right feel like Candace Owens. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna keep calling her out because oh my god (laughs) Um, but yet like why certain people on the right feel the need to almost like promote it as the norm right heterosexuality you don't have to it will always be the norm just like the left I do not understand this promotion of anything under the LGBT umbrella you know there's a reason I like Ron DeSantis so much because he's you know what he's saying he's right about what he's saying about um why are we promoting this there's no reason to promote either of them and i wish i could get um Mm. people on 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 people who are extreme on either end and just bang their heads together and go you're both wrong and just calm down most people will always be straight gay people will always be here and we don't have to politicize it to the point where we're promoting either of those things do you see what i'm saying
1: yeah depoliticizing sexuality Probably yeah absolutely
2: june like right now june is becoming like christmas and october and shops
1: like oh god Pride you know month. like you're right i yeah. almost forgot we're six days of a fucking
2: oh god i know right and it's like you, you know when christmas is coming or halloween's coming because <laughs> they're all fucking straight away they've got like all the christmas food out and they've got like everything that's <sighs> themed that way for halloween and it's exactly where we're at with pride. Is this is this it now? Is this how life is forever?
1: Every or other day t- is a gay day. It's like Gay Day of Invisibility, Day Against Bisexual Phobia. There's been
2: a huge drawback. Day on the, the awareness days. Honestly, the Awareness <clears> Days thing is totally like <throat> lose some traction now.
1: Really? It's like,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So You're hallmark. It it's like less and gay less.
1: mark. You know. I'm sorry. Do <laughs> you gay as a slur? But it's just like, just get it out of my face Just-
0: uh, the just, uh, corporate pride just, Is is like Oh my god just, just stop And it's not even just June now I mean in the UK you have certain prides That happen in July you have certain prides That happen in August so it's really Like it's just become a whole right Summer of like aren't gay People amazing shouldn't we all Be gay why I'll be so disappointed If I have a child and, and they're not gay It's like just shut up I don't want to buy Your gay chocolate I don't want to buy Your gay vodka I never. <laughs> Never, I've never wanted to. I don't need to be put on this pedestal. Yeah. And really, you're not putting me on a pedestal. What you're putting is this whole gender ideology crap on a pedestal um, under my flag, which had nothing to do with this originally. So actually, you're offending gay people by doing it. Um, yeah, it's confusing. all just for profit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I hate the whole thing. I, I can't wait for for Pride Month to really stop being a thing <laughs> to be at this it, point though? i'm
2: done will with it? it will it do you think it will even if there is a clawback do you think pride would draw back too
0: i think yeah i think a lot of people who are who have always been homophobic are even more homophobic now uh and to be honest i i was gonna say i don't blame them i see where it where where it comes from um so yeah i think there's a massive backlash to pride just now like pride really needs to go back to being one day where our community gets together or even like a weekend like a music festival type of situation because really we're not fighting for any rights over here anymore um aside from the right for these um spicy straights to leave Piss us alone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and just and just have that and, and that's cool yeah. i don't need corporate lanyards and all this virtue signal and it's it's quite disgusting actually
2: and i mean how many times have you saw somebody wearing like a a rainbow lanyard and thought thank god they're wearing a rainbow lanyard i can go and talk Mm, about i safe i feel seen i feel (laughs) seen seen. i'm safe (laughs) safe this is so safe i feel so safe to you i can talk about some gay shit now i don't know i don't know if
0: anything i feel uncomfortable yeah. Like because when I see that, I know exactly what your ideology is, and it's not; it's definitely the opposite to mine. So I run a mile when I see that. Oh, that doesn't or make me are, feel
2: good. Or they're just on the edges, and they've got no idea what putting on that lanyard means. Yeah, and that's a lot of them. And then, then they read a little bit more, and then they do a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, they're telling you that you're a transphobic cunt for. Not going and having sex with somebody you're not attracted to, like that. You just said it. Uh, the c-word. C-word.
0: C-
1: C- <laughs> <laughs> cut the cunt. Cut cunt the
2: cunt, Cut, cut, cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs>
1: Oh no! Let's let's wrap up the recording, Rudy. What's up with this musical? I know you're not producing it, but you are producing a musical. Do, do you want to talk about that, or like, I oh. want you at least to plug your work? But I'm uh, curious about Turf the musical or whatever it's going to be turf it's not going to be turf musical musical. (laughs) that's what people
0: think is well this was this is the number one reason why i am a grifter because apparently i'm not involved in theater whatsoever and i'm a i'm just a big fat liar um no so basically my um my partner is a playwright and he is a theater director and i work with him as in i do all the graphics i help out with bits and bobs here and there promote the shows and whatever. And, yeah, we're looking to uh, make a show. We're working on... It's very early stages right now uh, called Tyranny with the second Y being smaller case, and that's all I will say about that. Um, It's called Tyranny, okay? (laughs) And, no, it's not Turf the Musical. It's um, basically just uh trying to get an honest depiction of what's going on with with gender ideology at the moment we as uh, as part of our research we have interviewed um doctors who there was one in particular who has quit he used to um perform uh These surgeries on trans identified people, and he he can no longer in good conscience do so. Um, So there was that man we've spoken to, uh, trans identified people who are all for um, gender ideology, and we really just want to present an unbiased view of like what's the reality of the situation. And yeah, the reality of the situation is going to piss off the um, the gender ideologists because they don't believe in reality but that's just what it is you know if you're going to come into this unbiased that's that's the conclusion you're always going to come to whether people like to hear that or not um so yeah the reason i was called a grifter for it just to finish up a point is because we do a lot of our shows in glasgow and surrounding areas but we're not a huge company so we're looking to fund a uk tour there seems to be interest in this um It'll be very hard to book to book places, I'm sure, but we're gonna try. Like we're not gonna we're not intimidated. We're just not uh, we're sick of it at this point. So yeah, hopefully soon I'll 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 um, update people on that. You can follow me at the Neon Requiem on, on on Twitter to keep up with all of that.
1: Anything else you're up to? Or is that the main thing?
0: I'm hoping to become more active on YouTube. I've I've been I've been um, talking to people about it back and forth, I keep promising things
1: and then it yeah. doesn't happen because yeah, life you just gets in the way you just that, turn yeah. on the video camera. Just turn on the
0: video. Yeah, camera. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a channel. It's just dead at the moment, but if, yeah, if people want to, if people want to subscribe to the, it's also the Neon Requiem. Go ahead. There will be more stuff coming.
1: Yeah, so. links in the description. Richie, what's up with you?
2: Uh, I'm mainly just doing my so I've been writing amongst yeah. everything else, like uh my whole story out uh in grave detail and in depth hope hoping others couldn't learn from it or whatever anyway that's been going on for a, over a year now and i'm at this process where i'm redrafting it more or less from the beginning again so it's like i've yeah. still got the stuff there it's just a hundred thousand words of shite that needs to get sorted and uh i'm about a third of the way through. And I reckon that within a month I'll have a a final draft sent off to a publisher, hopefully. Um so we'll see. And there's legal stuff happening in the background too, hmm. um, which can't keep uh can't say much about, but things. You'll you'll know. You'll know. I'll put it that way. You'll know. Yeah. Um and Aside from that, my main focus at the moment is trying to reintegrate into life um, by doing the things I want to do. So I've, I've done my archery and I'm still doing my archery. The next thing is swimming because that's a hard thing to navigate at the minute without like, you know, ever everything that's happened. So finding a way I can, in, in a time and a place I can do that and just engaging out in the world and just doing better for myself generally, looking after myself for a change, like how it, how how it was supposed to be in transition because transition was all about this opportunity to start fresh and then you go and detransition and you think you fucked it all up and i'm like actually it's another opportunity to like start fresh again and Mm -hmm. i kind of have and it's Mm -hmm. going really well despite everything Hmm. so
1: well thanks for uh putting this together guys it's great to meet you rudy Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, you too. Sorry, uh by the way, I I do want to apologise if at any point you thought that I was, like, uh, uh, demonising, like... Straight bad men or men rights No, 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 no. Intentions. I mean, I, and and and, yeah.
1: and again, I was I was asking the hard question. What if what? If, why is homophobia bad? Why is misogyny bad? We, I think we yes, we tend I to where you were we use from, we yeah. use these words and we don't really understand them. And also, um, there are people who have different points of view. Who, if those questions aren't asked, then they don't get any more answer, right. and they they remain with their point of view. Like if 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 your views aren't challenged, their views aren't challenged. Then then they just they're. This two parallel lines and the real enemy can't be dealt with because we're just not seeing eye to eye on on what reality is. Totally. So thank you for, that, yeah. um, for letting me ask those questions. And uh, yeah. you're gay. No, thank you for the opportunity. That's fine. Who's gay? I'm, I'm gay? sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you gay. Are you? I'm sorry. I'm not gay.
2: You're sorry. You're sorry. I'm, I'm gay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gay. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, not I'm gay.
2: gay. I'm sorry. You're... It sounds like a really shit card. Like I'm sorry. You're gay. <laughs> Oh I'm sorry, I'm
0: gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gay. Life oh. would have been life would have been easier. I love being gay, but it would have been easier not to be Yeah,
2: hey, word. I, I tried would that. Good. I tried that, Rudy. I tried to do the whole let's have them. <laughs> I know you didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't leads to places anyway. right. Mm. right. It's been lovely Rudy. Hey, uh, brothers, Rudy. Rudy. That's right. Right. I'll catch you yeah. I'll Hopefully <laughs> yeah. we'll meet in person at some point soon. Yeah. So you guys have a good I hope night. So, yeah. You too. Right. And you to Ben Benjamin. Take care. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Peace. Bye bye.